Fearless Podcast. Here we help regular women like you embrace their sexual confidence, step into their power, take charge of their own life, and become the most beautiful and sexiest versions of themselves. Love Goddess is a woman who unapologetically accepts herself without second guessing. She breaks people-pleasing patterns and reclaims her independent power to become the most authentic and confident version of herself. Stepping into your power starts now. Hello, gorgeous love goddesses. It's been a hot minute since you and I communicated. And today I am bringing you completely different energy. I am tapping more into the femininity and the joy of being a woman. And I think this is how I want to continue doing all of my podcasting. And I really love connecting with you. So um, feedback, your questions, your um, your um you know, anything that you can share with me, anything that you can comment um, on Instagram, all the messages that, that you send are super, super important to you. So we're really opening this up to more of a conversation um, versus where it used to be more of a coaching kind of energy. And um, while we'll still have the coaching and we'll still produce the amazing content for our Love Goddess app that we are creating, um, this is more of us girls to get connected and um, tap into our feminine energy because, you know, if you're like me and you've been working all day, you probably want to grab a glass of wine. And for those who are listening, I'm holding this wonderful glass of wine here. By the way, my favorite wine that I discovered they sell uh, downstairs at the um, liquor store. By the way, oh girls, there's so much stuff that's happening and there's so many exciting things that are happening. By the way, I am coming to you from this gorgeous apartment in uh, town center, Virginia Beach. This is now my production studio and I have to pinch myself. I can't believe that this is actually happening. And I just pulled the trigger without even, um, you know, waiting the logical and non-logical, like, should we do it? Should we not do it? I just followed my gut. And that is how I live my life. I follow my gut and I um, I go with the flow and I don't try to justify why I need to do this or can I do this. I just go, do I want this? And I just go for it. And that has led me to where I am now on so many different levels in so many different ways. And I know if you stick around, you will too start experiencing divine guidance, the numbers that I am experiencing today. Um, just today, I had 1111-111-222-333-4444. I mean, like there are numbers like I am divinely guided simply because I am tapped 
into the energy of my own femininity and I really want for you to do the same I want this life for you I know you deserve this I know you are not created to just you know hustle and work all the time and then come home and deal with your kids that are screaming and can't go to bed and like I know that deep down in your heart yes you've become a mom yes you've become a wife but like deep down you're still that little girl that thrives on epic life um, that craves the experiences that craves the lifestyle and she really knows that she deserves that she knows that she's part of something so big and she deserves that she's here to make a difference and not just um, you know live to pay bills and die <laughs> so um, but today I really want to tap into this conversation of why, wh how did I, like, I, I get asked very often um, why I got started in photography in general, because that what started the entire Love Goddess journey in the first place. And so I know I could start way back because I was here like in that energy in the law of attraction and manifestation and sexuality way before um, before I started doing boudoir sessions. And uh, but, but today I really want to uh, talk on how I got started in photography and what brought me to Love Goddess um, eventually, right? And um, I was just speaking to a wonderful, amazing woman and we had a beautiful, she was applying for, for a job with us. And um, she asked me, how did I get started? And it was like, wow, people ask me that all the time. They want to know. And so I thought like, okay, I'll tell you the story because I get asked a lot. And that's, um, I would say beautiful story um, if you choose to see it beautiful. And um, it has a tragic element to it, but I never saw this for the tragedy. I always saw it for the blessing. And um, coming into being a boudoir photographer has been a journey for me. And back in 2012, I was working dead-end job and I was a um, bookkeeper for a company. I really hated working there. It's always been like staring at the computer for eight hours. I couldn't. I'm, I picked up toxic patterns of eating, which I still deal with. Um, that was my emotional um, way of dealing with. So, and I, I lived life from very rotten place as if I was like waking up in the morning I was going to work and I was coming back home and there was no color and I was earning like very little I didn't have money to be able to go on vacation um, even go out with friends was like oh maybe I can skip dinner today it was just like such a terrible terrible miserable way of living and struggling for finances and um, I, I was not able because of that 
um, to give myself the experiences that I craved. And I really knew, like, first of all, I'm meant to serve big. Second, I was meant for big life. And like, I saw all these other people going on vacations and experiencing the life I really craved. And I felt it was so unfair that they are having that. And um, I'm not... um, living the life that I came here to really live. And so uh, fast forward to that, um, I just didn't know, um, I didn't know how to get out of this. I didn't know how to turn things around. I didn't know how to um, really like get the money. Like I didn't know how to like turn my life around. I didn't, I just didn't know. And I wish like 10 years ago, um, or earlier, there was more of those coaches that we have opportunity to work with now that are showing you like, Hey, this is the way out. And they did it. And like, now they showing it to other women. Back then this industry was still starting and it's, it was really, um, I felt alone. Um, I just read my books and, you know, and then I accidentally got pregnant. I was on birth control. I didn't know how. And it was so scary because I thought I would be that person who's never going to have kids. And um, I ended up pregnant and I was on birth control and I was taking them consistently and uh, it has never failed for 10 years until one day it did. And so I didn't realize that until I was probably um, maybe um, eight weeks pregnant, like deep two, three months into it. I just like never, I traveled both times um, finally. (laughs) Um, And like I never put the two together. How is it that I didn't have my period? And uh, we weren't trying to get pregnant. Um, anyway, long story short, I started seeing, like I, I learned to see my pregnancy as an opportunity to see um, this as a savior f- for me to not be living this miserable life I was living. So I started, I created this whole story about pregnancy and the child and that I'm going to be stay-at-home mom and like I'm going to finally not work at the job I hated. And um at 36 weeks, and I was like, got excited um, and started preparing for my new life and new new baby, and like I've connected the two. And at 36 weeks, um, I had terrible cramps, and I was like, I, I don't like going to doctors, so I'm like, I can survive. Like, that's nothing. <laughs> I can survive, but it never got better. And like, I had terrible fever during the night. Where in the morning, I still said, Oh, no big deal. I'll just like, I'll go to doctors. I drove to doctors. They were looking at me like, I can't believe you just drove here. I was having cramps and um, they did the ultrasound and they told me the baby's heart not beating and that I need to give birth quickly. Oh, wow. (laughs) And I could not believe what I just heard. And they told me that my baby was not alive. I never even had a concept of um, babies not being alive inside um, mom's womb. I like I was about what, 26 years old. I've never had a concept that babies can die inside a mother. 
and uh, that was just such a shocker just on all, on so many levels but um, the rest was kind of in the fog we went to a hospital they induced me I've given birth naturally um, to a baby who was not alive we held the baby hospital staff came in took some pictures printed those pictures on a hospital computer to give to us because we didn't have any and um, those pictures like you can tell like it was printed on like one of those just like uh, printers you have at home they're just like color colored printer and they gave it to us and at, at that time I didn't put the um, the dots together I was like I, I was still having a baby and processing such a deep um, trauma and I was grieving or starting to grieve and it really started to hit when hospital took the baby away and uh, like driving away from the hospital was like in one of those movies that you see on TV it was like slow motion this is the first time I experienced like I had the experience of time um, not warping but like it's running really 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 slow like slow motion and uh, it was like such a heartbreaking um, case scenario where I was leaving the hospital behind where I knew my baby was located. I, I had to just, um, yeah, I, I can't put words to this feeling. And the worst part was when we did come home, um, we did have a baby shower. So like all these cards that people congratulating us on um, the new baby, like we're all mag like magnets magnets I don't know if that's even a word all over my fridge and like we already had the room put together we had the mural put together like we had these baby clothes put together we started like organizing the dresser for the baby and just coming home to this was like the worst experience in my life because like there was no more baby coming and oh wow <laughs> And I, I just couldn't stomach that, that empty feeling and the feeling of, oh gosh, <laughs> the feeling of how unfair life is that other women have babies. How did I deserve this? How did I deserve this to happen to me? I was expecting to be like such a great mom and this happened to me and um it, it was just like my life's been shattered i don't think i i like lived for the next week i don't even know like it was like 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 i was dead i felt like completely dead um for the following week and then the worst part was like going back to life um i was still had to go to work and pay the bills and like i was struggling as is and then my my dream was shattered and then um, I lost the baby and then I had to go back to work to survive to pay the bills and 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 that was I think that was the darkest moment of my life where I had to like really say like this cannot happen like this anymore like I, I need to do something and I was so desperate that I was literally ready to do something but I didn't know what to do. There was no one for me, like no one there for me to take my hand and walk me out of this situation. And so um, moving forward, um, I am self-healer. Um, I, within three months, 
processed my grief. Um, I was able to read the books and talk, um, and talk about the afterlife and had talked to psychics and had connected to my baby on a spiritual level. And um, I was able to process my grief that three months down the road, I was ready to go for a second baby already. Um, I also did a ritual um, of cleansing telegony effect. Telegony effect is if you sleep with other men, your, your, their sexual imprint is left on your energetic field. And I did a special ritual that I learned a long time ago to clear and cleanse me from um, all sexual partners that I've had in the past to like really prepare myself and my husband to have a baby. So now it's not an accident baby. It's the baby that we call in and we did the ritual, which required us. And like, I know you're going to call me crazy sleeping outside under the stars for three nights straight and cleansing, um, with the water and calling in the baby looking at the stars and calling in the baby, um, the energy of the child um, to us. We did. On day three, my period started, which is unheard of. Um, after what I've, after the pregnancy, after what I've been through on day three, my period started. That means my cycle restored. I was able to have normal cycles again. And that was in July. And in October, I conceived. And so we, I was pregnant again with... with my son, Alexi, now, and um, I was like keeping it quiet, keeping it secret. I was terrified that something bad's gonna happen again. And um, and moving forward, I was like, you know, I I grew, grieved the fact that I did not. I had like when when people die and leave, all you have from them is their photographs. Um, and when they leave you, uh, all you have is a photograph. And we had these photographs that hospital gave us. And that's the only thing that we have left from the child that we left behind. And um, I, I've, I like that's when photograph, my photography journey started then. Uh, my photography journey started with the decision, I'm going to work a second job. So... I can save my money, buy my first camera, so I can photograph my baby in this beautiful newborn way. Um, back when I was pregnant with Angel, which is my first son, um, um, I, I attended um, newborn like um, women's circle for newborn for uh, pregnant moms, and there was a newborn photographer there. And, you know, I would pick up her brochure and I would say, oh, that's too expensive. Like, who pays that much money for newborn photography? And it's like, I'm sure not going to pay that much money for newborn photography. And when I, like, <laughs> literally my own joke on me, uh, I would give anything. <laughs> like, I would pay as much as the house to, like, have beautiful portraits of the sun that I did not have um, opportunity to photograph in that way. I would pay anything. I would pay any amount for that artwork to, for my son to be with me because when people leave, that's the only thing that you have left when they go. It's the only thing that you have left when they go. And like the joke is on me that I wasn't ready to pay small amount. But when I was pregnant, I didn't value it and, and how much value it has created for me. And so 
I worked my ass off doing second job, working two shifts um, to just save enough to buy my very first camera. And I did, and we gave birth to Alexi, and I started photographing Alexi in this way, and I created these beautiful props, and I would buy little angel wings, and I would buy flowers, and I would buy like cute baskets to put him in, and so I started my photography journey as a newborn photographer for my own son. Then I started picking up and had this idea, well, why not? Like, I'm struggling for money anyway, why don't I start photographing families? I didn't look at this seriously enough I thought like oh like just some extra money on the side and then um you know I started doing weddings and three years into it I was in terrible debt um I was like I I ran my business on a credit card business where I didn't make any money that not even talking about like paying off my credit card debt my credit card debt only was piling up I was putting my camera equipment on a credit card like I was putting a lot of things on the credit card and this is when it hit me like if I want to do this I need to charge appropriately and like really do what I love and I didn't love weddings I didn't love families and what I wanted were artistic women photography and I didn't see the need for that so um um, and the closest portion to that was boudoir so I started with boudoir and I saw that women really craved that and I started doing more of that and eventually I niched specifically into boudoir photography and that has started my boudoir journey and then I grew from there and now like look at me now like if my son didn't die I wouldn't be opening Love Goddess Studio right now. That's really the gist of it. And like I said, it's a blessing in disguise because this situation in my life has created me into a strong woman that I am now, into who I am now, into the believer that I am now, into knowing that nothing can take me down. I've I've survived. (laughs) So... Uh, with that being said, um, going into like I started seeing women having this transformation from a boudoir sessions and um, and uh, we just took it off from there. And um, I know there will be another podcast episode where I will share more about that, more about the boudoir journey, more about why boudoir, why I do boudoir, why boudoir changes women's lives. And um, I can't wait to share that with you very if you love my show don't forget to give me five star review and to learn more how we can work together go to the website lovegoddess.com that is love goddess with one D and three S at the end dot com to learn how we can work together to make changes in your very own life.